We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon fans, what's going on? How's everybody doing? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. It is Monday, November 21st. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres. A little bit of a different setup today. Uh, I did not pack my microphone. I'm actually back home in San Jose right now, but I did bring the webcam. So hopefully the uh, hopefully the audio quality is is doable. Um, And uh, you guys can kind of just hang in with me there. Bear with me there. But I had to get on here on YouTube for some big breaking news for the Oregon Ducks on the recruiting trail. Um, let's see. I mean, I, I had my flight out of Long Beach this morning and I checked my phone after I landed and there it is a new commitment for Oregon. And we are going to talk all about that commitment on this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. But before we get into that, if you guys are here on YouTube and the live stream, youtube.com slash Oregon football, Max Torres is where you can always find us. Go ahead and leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about this commitment and how you're feeling about Oregon recruiting right now. Let me know where you're tuning in from. Anything like that, I always love to see where you guys are at and uh, engage with you guys. Maybe you can ask some questions. We'll also talk about what's next for Oregon on the recruiting trail following this commitment because, as you know, there can so often be domino effects in recruiting. And we're just about a month away from the early signing period. So, with all that being said, Let's get into today's show. 2024 offensive lineman Fox Crater has committed to the Oregon Ducks out of Vancouver, Washington, Evergreen High School. He is the second commitment in Oregon's 2024 recruiting class. And uh, we got plenty to get into here talking about Fox Crater's game. Um, I don't have my second monitor uh, unfortunately, so I can't bring. Actually, I can still I can still throw on some tape. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can pull that up actually to um, to talk a little bit about kind of Fox Crater and and his game. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to try to. Uh, that's a lot of stuff. I have too many tabs open. Never mind. We're not gonna do that. Uh, but that's okay because we still have a lot to talk about. Uh, you guys should go check out his film. But I'm gonna try to get into a little bit of a breakdown talk about what kind of prospect Fox Crater is. I'm trying to, to get a little bit better at evaluation. And then what I really like talking about is the story, how the commitment happened, the, the recruitment, and uh, the, the impacts that this is going to have for Oregon and Dan Landing on the recruiting trail as they start to turn up the heat in 2024. 
So just off the top, talking a little bit about Fox Crater and what he's like as a prospect. Fox Crater is six foot six, two hundred seventy five, two hundred eighty pound offensive lineman. Uh, he played a lot of left tackle this year for Evergreen High School in Vancouver, Washington, which is really close to the Portland area. Um, but I think what really stands out to me when I flip on the tape for Fox Crater is how he moves. He, he moves really, really well, um, and he's really fluid, whether it's in the run game or in the pass game. I think that one of the areas that you focus on with offensive linemen is their feet, their hips, and their hands. And with Fox Crater, his hips are not stuck, and he knows how to get out in space, and he moves really well. The dude knows how to finish blocks. He, he plays with a lot of physicality at the point of attack, which is obviously something that you want. But uh, as far as kind of how he projects at Oregon, uh, I think, you know, he, he's a little bit of a, you know, not as highly rated of a guy. Um, I'm looking at his 247 sports profile right now. Uh, 247 has him as the number 16 offensive tackle in 2024, the number nine player in the state of Washington. Um, but I think he has a really good frame right now. I think Oregon usually likes to have guys playing closer to 300 pounds. So he's only a junior right now. So he has all of his senior season. Kind of what we're looking at right now is you kind of want to get some more, more weight on his frame. And, uh, and I think once you get him into this, uh, program with Wilson Love and the, the coaching staff at Oregon with, uh, with Adrian Clem and Vianne, uh, telling my vow that I think that this is, a really high upside prospect. So I don't think right now that I would project him as someone who maybe has a super early impact, but between now and when he arrives at Oregon in 2024, Oregon's offensive line picture is, is going to look a whole lot different. Uh, obviously they're going to be losing four starters at least this year. Uh, it looks like, um, but uh, we have to see what happens. Um, as we know in the Utah game, uh, Alex Forsyth wasn't able to go. So Ryan Walk slid over to center and Stephen Jones made his return for the first game since the Eastern Washington game. I feel like with how limited he's put the limited amount of snaps and games that he's played this year, maybe Stephen Jones comes back in 2023. We don't really know, but we're kind of starting to get into that discussion in that part of the season with uh, the regular season finale against Oregon State this weekend. Um, after that, we're going to kind of we're going to start seeing uh, the transfer portal window open uh, at the beginning of December. So uh, we'll have plenty to track there, but. But back to Fox Crater, talking about him, I, I really like him as a prospect. Um, not a booming recruitment, exactly. A, a lot of uh, a lot of Pac-12 schools were involved in this recruitment. Um, he's originally from Lubbock, Texas, which is kind of a fun fact that I found out when I uh, originally talked to him for the first time. But this recruitment really came down to Oregon, Washington, USC, and Oregon State. Those are all schools that, that he was very high on. That was kind of the top group that he was working from. Had 19 reported offers, also including Miami, uh, in his recruitment. Um, but that's kind of the core group that he was working from. And uh, what's interesting with Fox Crater is I was kind of beating myself up a little bit because when this news broke, I was kind of thinking, wow, this was a, a commitment that I should have seen coming from a mile away. And the reason I say that is because Fox Crater has visited for every Oregon game this season. Uh, he was on campus for the Utah game. So uh, Oregon obviously made a very recent impression and it uh, looks like they wrapped that one up over the weekend. Um, he was also in town for 
Um, I guess I could say any game. I don't know which one I was trying to refer to, but he got his dad out here on a visit with him. His dad still lives in Texas. So that was big for him to, for the Ducks to get him and his father on campus just to kind of make sure that he's more, you know, more comfortable with it. But what stood out as far as the story with this recruitment with, with, um, with Fox Crater is that he told me that Oregon recruited him harder than anyone. And I was asking him, why are you coming out to all these games? You know, why are you getting to Oregon so much? And he was saying, you know, when they love you and they're showing you that love, you got to show it back. So this was a recruitment that Oregon really just outworked uh, the other schools that were involved. And another storyline that kind of stands out to me with this recruitment is that you also want to prioritize the Northwest talent when it's there. You know, it's another Pacific Northwest guy in the fold in this 2024 recruiting class with tight end A.J. Pugliano being the other commitment for Oregon in 2024. He's out of North Bend High School. So uh, uh, another North Medford. Um, I just maybe I think I might have written that, uh, that the wrong city in the story. So I'll have to go back and edit that later. But uh, case in point, Oregon's class here, you have two really strong 2024 Northwest prospects that are already in the fold here. And uh, I think that it just makes sense to prioritize those guys when you have them in your backyard and you have players that you believe are closer to you and they have the ability to contribute for your team, um, which is kind of interesting because I think I was writing earlier today and thinking the 2023 class for Oregon, they have four offensive linemen in the fold right now. And, and I don't really think, I think the only one that kind of projects to maybe have an early impact is Yapani Laulu. Uh, you got George Silva, who I saw a couple weeks ago at Fullerton. Maybe it was just last week, actually. Um, time's kind of a blur. And then Lipe Mawala out of Modern Day. Um, he's hurt, unfortunately. I went to the Modern Day game uh, on Friday, and then he wasn't able to play. I didn't even know he was hurt. So I was excited to see him play and uh, ultimately didn't get to see him play. But Lipe Mawala is also in the fold. Um, so you, And then you also have Bryce Bolton out of Southern California. So you have a lot of pieces but maybe it looks like Oregon's kind of going a little bit more for volume in the 2023 class. And we'll also see what happens in the transfer portal uh, at, at offensive line. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Oregon do some more searching in the transfer portal for offensive linemen, given the fact that they're slated to lose so many guys after this season. Uh, but Fox Crater, kind of a Pac-12 recruitment, like I mentioned, did have some national offers a little bit further east, like Miami coming in there. Um, so I think, I think that, uh, I think this is a great a great win for Oregon. And uh, like I, I tweeted earlier, reminder, if you're not locked in with me on Twitter, it's very important that you lock in at mTourist Sports where you can find the quickest updates. This Oregon class in 2024 could take off in a hurry. Uh, and there's a number of guys that I want to talk about uh, as far as, you know, kind of what's next for Oregon and uh, some names that I think are pretty warm. Uh, definitely feeling the ducks. Uh, so, with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here on the Ducks Dish podcast. Don't go anywhere. We got more Oregon football analysis, more Oregon football recruiting breakdown for you after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres. We're rocking and rolling on a Monday afternoon now in San Jose, California, not in Long Beach. But we're live on YouTube, and we got some folks here at youtube.com slash Oregon Football Max Torres. If you guys are watching live, make sure to leave me a comment and hit the like button. I got some more stuff to get to, but I want to maybe try to get to some comments and questions here. So uh, if you guys have one, that you want to run by me, throw it in there, and I'll do my best to answer it. Uh, never got to apologize for the late start on today's stream, but I did see a funny comment from Christopher. He said, quick, someone get that guy a Snapple. Um, and, you know, it just it's puts a smile on my face to know that uh, some of my listeners know that I like Snapple. I'm still waiting for the sponsor. Snapple, if you're out there, I got home to San Jose and put one in my mom's fridge like right when I got home. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that later. But I digress. Let's get some more stuff going here, uh, talking about kind of what's next for Oregon. So in the world of recruiting right now, I think that Crater's commitment can kind of fly under the radar a little bit because we're just about a month away from the early signing period with the class of 2023 recruits. And if you've been following recruiting at all in the past couple of years, you know that that is the day that the early signing period days, I should say, plural, that is the period to watch the traditional February 1st signing day. The later signing day ha- has lost a lot of its uh, glamour, a lot of its uh, you know allure with most recruits signing and committing during that December early signing period. And the reason that you're seeing that is because it's becoming more important for recruits and for coaches to get these guys on campus early and get them going through the, the winter, you know, strength and conditioning program and getting them acclimated to college life and getting them ready for spring ball. We didn't see that so much with, with Oregon this year, but one of Oregon's best players this year, Troy Franklin, he was an early enrollee and he made an impact last year. Uh, and then you also saw Jaleel Florence in the 2022 class. He was an early enrollee, but that was more so in the spring. So a little bit of a delayed early enrollee, if you could say. But let's stick with 2023. And then I'm going to go ahead and talk about some 2024 names that I am feeling pretty confident about right now in terms of where Oregon stands with those guys. So make sure that you stick around for that. But let's stick on 2023 and talk about some of the biggest names right now. I just published uh, a recent recruiting update from one of Oregon's visitors for the Utah game. 
just before I came on the stream here, and that is 2023 Lakeland, Florida offensive tackle Jernoris Wilson. He's a big name to watch right now along the offensive line. Kind of a guy that I, I, I had heard some rumblings about a little bit, but I know that Oregon's in a really good spot, especially after they got him on campus this weekend. Like I said, the full visit with all of full visit recap with all the quotes from Janoris is over on Ducks Digest right now. So go give that a look if you haven't already. But the reason I thought this was interesting, not only is he a newer name to watch for Oregon on the recruiting trail, but he made that trip all the way across the country from Lakeland, Florida to Eugene, Oregon on his own dime, as in an unofficial visit. And I thought that was big because uh, I asked him kind of, what's your decision timeline looking like? You know, what are their trips do you have going on? And he was saying, you know, I'm focused on my high school season right now. Um, but they're still playing. And he made the visit all the way across the, the country to Eugene. So I thought that it was huge for Oregon to get him on campus. And the good thing about this one is Adrian Clem is, is really emerging as the lead recruiter here, as you would expect with an offensive lineman. But Oregon's really taking that holistic approach. I asked him who he got to spend the most time with at Oregon from the staff, and he was saying it was pretty much everybody. Um, but really, it was Adrian Clem. I think that was one of the the main guys that he got to spend most of his time with. He was talking about how they just kind of really they really hit it off, and he he really fits his personality, and he likes him as a coach. And I asked him, you know, you're getting recruited by all these schools, nearly 20 reported offers for Janoris Wilson. What, what makes Oregon different? And he, he said that it's his relationship with Clem. So we know how big relationships are in the, in the recruiting scene. And uh, Oregon's got a really good one established right now with Adrian Clem and Janoris Wilson. And the thing that stands out and that is notable, I think, aside from everything he said about Oregon and, you know, loving the, the town and the atmosphere, got to spend time with players like Josh Connerly, Dave Uley, and amongst other offensive linemen. He's going to be coming back. He's going to be coming back to Eugene for an official visit. He has two more official visits right now that are in place. He told me he's going to be making it out to Chapel Hill to see the North Carolina Tar Heels on December 9th. That's the official visit. That's the first official visit. Um, maybe I shouldn't say first because I don't know which other ones he's taken. I know he's been to Auburn uh, at least once, but he's taken an official visit to North Carolina. And Janoris Wilson is. Uh, after uh, visiting Oregon over the weekend. And then that following weekend, which would be December 16th, I believe, he's going to be taking an official visit to Oregon, it looks like. Um, so that's a, a very important visit for the Ducks uh, because it's right before the early signing period. Um, I thought that was really notable that they're able to get two visits really within a month of each other, especially from a, from a guy who's all the way across the country uh, we know how important it is for Oregon to continue pushing into Florida. I've been banging that drum. you got to get into Florida a little bit more. Um, haven't really had too many recruits that have made a big impact of late, except for Brandon Dorless. And, man, what a game he had against Utah. So that's big. Janoris Wilson's a guy that you got to watch on the recruiting trail for Oregon in 2023, specifically along the offensive line. The other name is Caden Proctor, the five-star Iowa offensive line commit. Uh, he is, you know, a name that's buzzing right now on the recruiting trail uh, after he took an official visit to Oregon for that Washington game. I knew that visit was happening, so I was kind of excited. I was teasing it a little bit on Twitter. I said, you know, David Hicks isn't the only five-star. Elijah Russian isn't the only five-star. 
coming to Oregon this weekend. And then sure enough, Caden Proctor pulls up for his official visit as an Iowa commit. And Oregon is not stopping their push for Caden Proctor here on the recruiting trail in 2023. How do we know that? Well, it stands to reason that they obviously didn't stop recruiting him after he committed to Iowa. But Adrian Clem made the trip out to Des Moines to see Southeast Polk uh, and Caden Proctor capture an Iowa State title last Friday. So, and then Clem came back to make sure that he was back in time to help lead the Oregon offensive line against Utah, an offensive line that was banged up. Still played a pretty solid game, I think. You saw Ryan Walk slide over. Marcus Harper still continues to be a standout performer for Oregon along the offensive line. So Oregon, I think, especially with the early signing period approaching now, I think those trips that the coaches take to go see guys that still aren't committed, uh, that are still on their board, you're, you're getting less and less opportunities to do that with the early signing period getting closer. So the value of those visits, the value of the FaceTime that you get in front of these recruits, I think gets all of that more important. And Oregon is still applying the full court press uh, with, with uh, Caden Proctor here. Kind of seems like it's going to be Oregon or Iowa, seeing that he's uh, you know currently committed. But I'm feeling pretty good about Oregon's chances to pull off that flip for Caden Proctor. I need to do a little bit more digging there to see what they can do. A couple other, uh, a couple other names in 2023 that you want to monitor. Uh, it's going to be uh Spencer Fano he's another offensive lineman that you want to keep an eye on uh he's taking official visits to Oregon and Utah he's also made it out to Michigan State and I want to say that he's going to be um he's I thought he was going to be looking at Clemson uh as well because that was a later offer in his recruitment uh but I'm not totally sure what I do know about that recruitment though is that Spencer Fano announced that he would be uh making this commitment on December 6th so that's another early signing period guy opportunity there. Oregon's been doing a really, really good job in the state of Utah. Uh, haven't seen. Let's see. Speaking of the state of Utah, rather, let me let me backtrack a little bit. Savita Pomee, Oregon's twenty twenty three offense defensive line commit uh, out of Layton, Utah. He was on campus for a visit um, this past weekend from the state of Utah. You also have Ben Roberts from the twenty twenty two class. Uh, so Oregon has definitely been putting in some work in the state of Utah. That's a state that's been really, really kind to them. Uh, I know that the the Fano family is is um, is uh, is also close with the um, with uh, the Jackson Powers Johnson family. Uh, so Oregon's definitely made a lot of inroads into that state. Jeff Foss is playing well also this year. So Spencer Fano is a name that you definitely want to monitor there for Oregon on the twenty twenty three class. Someone that could be next. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna if I'm gonna predict that he's gonna commit to Oregon just yet. I I wanted that's kind of the next step and one of these things I want to do. Uh, maybe some more you know prediction pieces uh, as far as who I think could end up committing to Oregon as I gather more intel. Other names you have Roger Pleasant, the 2023 corner out of Unipero Serra in Gardena, California. He took his third official visit uh, in his recruitment. He took his third official visit. And that was to Oregon over the weekend for the Utah game. Uh, you saw some big plays from defensive backs like Bennett Williams' two picks against Utah. That earned him defensive player of the week in the Pac-12. And you also have Dalen Austin. He's another big name to monitor in the 2023 class. He's currently committed to LSU, but I'm feeling really good about Oregon ending up with Dalen Austin as it stands today. 
Um, so that's kind of the names that we have to monitor. I'd also throw out um, 2023 Bishop Gorman wide receiver, Trech Kekahuna. I think that's how you say his name. Maybe it's Trek, uh, but he uh, is that Bishop Gorman. He's visited Oregon before uh, following. He has also decommitted from Wisconsin. So former Wisconsin commit. Uh, and we're kind of seeing what other pieces Oregon could add at wide receiver here in the 2023 class. So those are some of the names to watch in 2023. Let's look at 2024. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and change the banner here, the ticker. Um, and we'll just get this rolling still. The recruiting trail Oregon in 2024. There we go. All right, let's talk about 2024 and what's going on um, there for Oregon. Uh, Oregon's 2024 class currently ranks number 18 in the country and number two in the Pac-12, according to the 247 rankings behind USC in the Pac-12. USC has three commitments. So Oregon's 2024 class could definitely pick up some steam here. There are a number of guys that I know they're feeling really good about. Uh, and that I feel good about. I think the one that I have to feel, I'd say I have to feel the most confident about right now is Brandon Baker, the modern day offensive lineman uh, in, in uh, Southern California at Santa Ana. I saw his game against Los Alamitos last Friday, and he was wearing Oregon cleats from their Stomp Out Cancer collection against UCLA. Um, you know, that's an Oregon legacy, seeing that uh, his older brother Gary played in Eugene before the Ducks played on the other side of the ball at defensive line, but I feel really confident about where Oregon stands with Brandon Baker right now. I wouldn't expect anything to happen super soon though. Uh, we did see that Instagram story where uh, I think maybe one of his friends might've taken his phone and taken a picture of him and just written in, you know, I'm committed to Oregon and he was in an Oregon hoodie or something, but nothing really came of that. But I think that Oregon probably still leads for Brandon Baker with all the trips that he's taken. Uh, his teammate Lipe Moala is committed there. Um, so there's a lot of things in Oregon's favor there with Brandon Baker on the recruiting trail in 24. One of the reasons that I think that nothing's going to happen super soon is because he just got offered by Georgia, recently took a trip out to Penn State. So that recruitment just continues to continues to build steam. Recently was rated and ranked, I should say, the number one offensive tackle in 2024 by uh, 247 Sports. Uh, so, you know, you see these rating updates, ranking updates, and uh, some new schools hop on board sometimes. Uh, but he's just an absolute beast. Got to talk to him after the game uh, against Los Alamitos, and he's just a, a force. And no school is going to turn him away. So I think Oregon feels good there, but uh, we'll have to see what happens with Brandon Baker. Another name that you want to keep an eye on is Justin Williams, the 2024 linebacker out of Texas. Uh, I think that uh, Oregon's in a really good spot with him. I thought that um, uh, I thought that things were in a really good spot uh, following a visit earlier this season. I can't remember which game it was, but he's been out on campus for a visit, and uh, I think the Ducks are in an awesome spot with him, Justin Williams. So keep an eye on Justin Williams. Um, I wanted to get a little bit more information about where he was from. Um, uh, shoot, let me see. Okay, he's from he's from Oak Ridge in Conroe, Texas, the number five linebacker in the country, according to 247 Sports, uh, top 65 guy. So keep an eye out for Justin Williams as well, as far as what's next for Oregon in the 2024 class. I think he's Oregon's in a great spot there, even though he has some in-state offers from schools like Houston and, and, and Baylor. 
Um, so Justin Williams, another guy to monitor. Someone I've talked to multiple times that I want to mention now briefly is Dylan Williams, the 2024 linebacker out of Long Beach Poly, right in my backyard in Long Beach. Uh, he was on campus for an Oregon visit when they played Utah. Um, Oregon's been super high on his list. You know, that's, I, I view them as a top school for just uh, for Dylan Williams, rather, following his decommitment from USC earlier this season. And Dylan Williams is quite simply just simply put one of the best in the country at his position as a linebacker, um, number 12 linebacker in the country, uh, top 120 guy, according to the 247 Sports Composite. Uh, he also took a recent visit to Texas. Uh, so it's interesting to see them. They were a newer school that's gotten involved here. I know he was he was also liking Utah a bit after he decommitted from USC. So I think that Oregon feels I feel really good about where Oregon's at uh, in, in that recruitment with Dylan Williams. Obviously, they're prioritizing the Southern California area quite a bit. And that's music to my ears because that's one of the reasons that I moved to Los Angeles uh, to, to cover some of these guys. So I think those are some of the names that you want to keep an eye on. Uh, I would also think that Oregon's going to continue pushing for a quarterback in 2024. Elijah Brown has been on campus multiple times, the modern-day quarterback who still hasn't lost the game uh, as a at the high school level. Uh, he started to see with a true freshman, and he has just continued to impress every time I see him. Uh, he's just an absolute beast. So I know that he's one of the quarterbacks at the top of their board in 2024. Miles Jackson out of Long Beach Millican is another guy you want to keep an eye on. I'd be curious to see if they maybe try to get um, DeMond Williams on campus. He's uh, teammates with Cole Martin, who's committed to Oregon in 2023. DeMond Williams is at Basha High School um, out there in Arizona. Another guy that was on campus recently, Miles Lockhart. Uh, for Oregon in 2024, he's a big target. Um, so those some three huge names at Basha High School. Uh, our Josh Parker had a recent interview with Miles Lockhart uh, over on Ducks Digest, and he has Oregon as a top school, and he's also eyeing official visits, trying to get that figured out for the spring. So that's one of the weirdest things now that we kind of have to think about. You have about a month until the early signing period, and then right after that, before you know it, the 2024s are going to be on the clock. And a lot of guys that I'm talking to, they, they want to have that decision, you know, wrapped up and taken care of uh, before their senior season. So um, that's that's definitely something to monitor here with the uh, 2024s. And that's why I said that Oregon's 2024 class could take off uh, pretty quickly here uh, before long as we begin to turn the page to the 2024s following the early signing period. I think we did have um, – we did have some comments here I wanted to get to. Uh, no quarter tie says uh, go duck. So he's here. Um, let's see here. Um, Raymond has a question. What would you consider likely for the ducks in the NCAA rankings for the 2023 class? Yeah, this is a good one. A good question here. Um, so Oregon currently ranks, uh, I think it's 11th in the 24-7 rankings. For the 2023 class, okay, 12th. They currently rank 12th uh, in the country, according to 247 Sports. Dante Moore and Jurion Dickey are some of the headliners there in Dan Lanning's 2023 class. Some good news for Oregon is that Dante Moore reaffirmed his commitment to the Ducks over the weekend in an interview following his high school game uh, with Martin Luther King High School. 
Uh, he said he was asked about, you know, the rumors and about a potential flip to Michigan State. And he said, Sco Ducks, I'm locked in with Oregon. So that is huge for Oregon to hang on to him as we get to the early signing period. And uh, you figure more than any position, probably you want to get your quarterback signed early and enrolled early on top of that. Um, so I think with some of the guys that Oregon is still pushing for in 23, like Dalen Austin, Caden Proctor, Roger Pleasant, I'm feeling really good about where they're at with all those guys. I think that a top 10 class is certainly well within reach for the Ducks here as we, uh, as we enter December and um, really the, the back end of the season here for the Ducks on the recruiting trail. So I think a top 10 class uh, is certainly within reach. I don't know if they're going to pass the program's record mark at number six. I want to say it was, I think number six was the highest ranking that they've ever had with the 2019 class. Number seven, uh, according to two for seven sports, they, that was the class that had Kayvon Thibodeau, Michael Wright, Jonah Tawanu'u, who uh, didn't really play too much at Oregon. He medically retired. Mace Funa, uh, Sean Dollars. So guys like that uh, were the ones that really kind of set the mark for Oregon as far as where their rankings and, you know, where things go at uh, the, um, at the, at the, peak of recruiting history for Oregon but we all know that just because Mario Cristobal left Dan Lanning's not gonna not gonna sleep and he's not gonna take his foot off the gas pedal on the recruiting trail got another comment from Micah he said not a comment but a statement Lanning got cute and lost us the game against UW and almost lost us the Utah game yeah that was a question that he got asked following that Utah game was uh you know just the the thinking behind uh, that first play of the second half with, with Ty Thompson and Dante Thornton that got fumbled for a scoop and score. That was an absolute head scratcher um, without a doubt. And then just to comment on the Washington game, that was, that was a, another head scratcher kind of with that third down play call that, that, uh, that resulted in, in Bo Nix, unfortunately getting banged up. Uh, and then, you know, things kind of started to go off the rails there. So Totally hear where you're coming from, but, uh, you know, fortunately for the Ducks, the Pac-12 title is still within range, uh, and so is a Rose Bowl. Um, maybe that would be an interesting thing to talk about. I know a lot of fans are, are – uh, I feel like the Rose Bowl is kind of getting put down like it's not a, a premier bowl game, you know, the granddaddy of them all. I think that Oregon fans are probably tired of the Rose Bowl, but just to kind of put things into perspective under Dan Lanning's first year uh, at Oregon – uh, I think that, um, you know, a Rose Bowl and a Pac-12, a Pac-12 title and a Rose Bowl appearance even would be would be awesome just because there's so much you have to do to keep up with a lot of these other uh, Blue Blood programs in, in college football. So I understand the frustration from the Washington game, and, uh, and I think that he's definitely facing the noise uh, when it comes to dealing with his criticism um as a as a first year head coach but he's one of the youngest if not the youngest head coach in college football and I think this season's going as well as you could hope but I will say I will say that uh that Washington game was incredibly winnable that was one of the that was one of my thoughts walking away from that game is that they definitely could have won it was right there but That'll do it for us on this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Just wanted to get on here and break down Oregon's latest commitment on the recruiting trail in 2024, Vancouver, Washington offensive lineman, Fox Crater. Before I get out of here, a quick favor to ask of you guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter at mtorussports. Smash the like button and smash the subscribe button. I think we just hit 1,900 subs on the YouTube channel, which is awesome. 
Really appreciate your support. And we are on the journey to 2,000 subscribers. Uh, it would be awesome if we could get there before the end of the year. Maybe that's an ambitious goal, but we got to swing high, swing for the fences. But uh, that will do it for us on this episode of the Duck Stitch Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres. Until next time, we will see you uh, in the next episode. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Duck Stitch Podcast.